Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Babakama daf pei hey. Uh, we are holding, or we will pick up in daf pei dalaram beis at the two dots, about ten lines from the end of the page, twelve lines from the end of the page. Tsar kavao b'shvudo b'mismar. The uh, the two dots. I want to thank Rabbi Yehuda Balsam for giving the shear over the past week while I was away. Uh, we thank him very much uh, for giving for covering the shear uh, during so, my absence, Alicia's absence, and uh, now we're ready uh, to get back into our regular schedule. Today's shear is sponsored by. Dr. David Landerer, anonymous wife and children, and Lili Nishmas' mother, Goldabah Simchalda Shalom, and also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times, and Atzlacha for our soldiers and our captives. They should return home safely. Uh, we, uh, what we're going to discuss today is first we're going to discuss machlokas tanaim whether you pay tsar when there's no nezek, meaning if you uh, manage to harm a person in a way where it doesn't leave a mark but it causes them pain, is there a tsar payment absent a nezek payment? Then the Gemara is going to discuss how do we evaluate a tsar payment when there is nezek, meaning how do we parse them out? The tsar is separated from the uh, from 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 the uh, from the uh, from from the nezek. The Gemara is going to have four possibilities of how exactly to assess tsar. The Gemara is going to then explain uh, both sides of the machlokas, whether you pay ripoy and sheves for a wound that returns because of the sores surrounding the wounds. So do you pay the, uh, for, the, for the returning wound, the ripoy and sheves as well? Then the Gemara is going to have an explanation as to why it is that the uh, that cheaper options or cash payments can't be used instead of refua, meaning maybe uh, the guy who did the damage says, oh, I have a friend who's a doctor. I don't need to pay for your doctor. I have a guy who can do it. Or I could bring someone from Medina Sayam. And you, get, uh, you bring him, you know, in his country, they make uh, $2, you know, to, to, to be Merape a person. So I'll bring him in. He'll be happy to get $10, even though here doctors charge so much. So how do we know that you're not allowed to pull such, uh, such kind of shtick? And uh, the Gemara is then going to discuss in Ambez how we know that the other four payments are made even when paying for, for Nezek. That Tsar, Ripoy, Sheves, and Boshes are, uh, are made even when paying for Nezek, and how it's possible for each of them to happen without Nezek. Meaning, how can you ever have a case where there was no Nezek, but you still, there's still Tsar, or there's still Ripoy, or there's still Sheves, or there's still Boshes. Then the Gemara is going to talk in the middle of the base of why is Sheves based on Shomer Kishuin and not based on a higher paying job. We said Sheves is based on if he had the absolute lowest paying job in the world, so that's what you pay for his disability. Why, why, why don't we pay him as if he was an investment banker uh, for, his, uh, for his disability? Then the Gemara is going to discuss if he was injured multiple times, do you pay Tsar and Boshes separately for each time that he was, uh, that he was injured? And that will bring us to the end of the daf. So let's begin again at the two dots on daf, pay Dalid Amr Beis, Tsar Kavao Bishipud Obamismar. So uh, we said even on his fingernail, a place where it doesn't leave a wound, we have to make an assessment how much would a person be willing to, uh, to take in order to, uh, to, to suffer such, a, such an injury. So the Gemara discusses that, uh, the, the, when it says in the Mishnah, Tsar Shalobamakam Nezek, Mishtalim Mantana. Who is the Tana that holds that you pay for Tsar even when there was no actual Nezek, when there was no actual wound? That was left. So the Gemara explains, Amarava ben Azahi. It's the Shita ben Azai, Titania, because the following Brysa elaborates on how ben Azai and the, how different uh, Tanoim learnt the, uh, the Psukim. The Psukim say, Kviya tachas Kviya, Petza tachas Petza, Chabura tachas Chabura. So Rebbe Omer Kviya nemretchila. It says Kviya first. Ben Azai Omer Chabura nemretchila. Then it says Chabura first. So Bemai Kamifli, what? They're arguing about what it says in the Torah? No, they, they both have the same Pasuk in the Torah. So what 
exactly are they arguing about? So Rabbi Savar Kviya, the, the Kviya that it says at the beginning of the Pasuk, Delespa Chabura Mashma implies just the Kviya, just the burn that doesn't leave any sort of wound, that it only caused Tsar and no Nezek. So it sounds like you pay just for, uh, for the Tsar, even without the Nezek. And then, Kosov Rachman, then afterwards the Torah writes, Chabura Tachas Chabura, Legluya Ladekviya, writes Chabura, Legluya Ladekviya, to be Megala, that when it said, Kviya Tachas Kviya, Dispa Chabura in, that only a Kviya that actually leaves a Chabura, that it leaves a wound, you have to pay for the Tsar, <coughs> aside from the Nezek payment as a result of the Chabura. But if the Kaviyah didn't make any Chabura, didn't leave any wound, then you don't have to pay at all. That's Rebbe Shita, but Benazai Savar, Kaviyah de Isbe Chabura Mashma. No, the word Kaviyah alone from Kaviyah Tachs Kaviyah, I would understand that that's talking about where it does leave a wound, and only then you pay. So Kasrachman Chabura, the Gliel of the Kaviyah, the Lesva Chabura. Then when it says Chabura Tachs Chabura, that is Megala to me that when it said Kaviyah Tachs Kaviyah, it was talking about where there's no wound. So now that I have the phrase Chabura Tachs Chabura, I now know that even if there's a kaviyah without a wound, you're going to have to pay for that. So according to this understanding of the b'risa, where they argue about the kaviyah that it says initially in the pasuk, whether it's talking about just a kaviyah or a kaviyah sheyesh b'chabura, according to Rebbe, a kaviyah alone is uh, what it's talking about and Chabura that it says afterwards is Megala that you're only going to be Chayiv with a Chabura and Benazi holds no that Kviya with the Chabura is what it initially says and the Chabura that it says afterwards is Megala that you're Chayiv even without a Chabura that it brings us back in the other direction that you're Chayiv even without a, without a Chabura so our Papa does not accept this explanation of the Brisa Maskeflor of Papa it's, it seems that it's more logical to explain the Machlokas between Rebbe and Ben Azai in the exact opposite direction. Rebbe, Omer Kviya Nemrit Chila, Rebbe says that it says Kviya first Savar, Kviya di Ispa Chabur Mashma. That when it says Kviya Tachs Kviya, the first thing you would think is that that's only if it's accompanied by a wound. Kasrachmana Chabura. Then the Torah says Chabura, Lagluya Allah, the Kviya, the Lespa Chabura, to be Megala to me that the Kviya that it says initially that you're going to be Chayiv even if there's no wound that accompanies it. It's only Pain. Ben Omer Chabura Nemratchila. When Ben says Chabura Nemratchila, Savar Kaviya Delespa Chabura Mashva. He understands that the word Kaviya implies where there's no accompanying wound. Kasarachmana Chabura. And then the Torah says Chabura Tachs Chabura. The Gluye Alod the Kaviya. To be Megala, what Kaviya meant? in that only if the kviyah was accompanied by a chabura do you have to pay for it. Otherwise, you would not have to pay for the tsar. And according to this, when we say kviyah nemretchila or chabura nemretchila, it means based on how we explain the word kviyah after the Torah already said the word chabura. That according to Rabbi, now that the Torah says the word chabura to be megala on kviyah, kviyah nemretchila, then the word now, and when all the Dust settles when the dresses are fully made. It's it's a, a wound. Even it's a, it's a it's a tsar even without a wound. Whereas Benazay would say that no. When all the dust settles, once the Torah tells me chabura, it's megala the chabura nemretchila. That it's only if there's a, if there's an accompanying wound. Without an accompanying wound, you're not going to have to pay inami. Or another way to explain the machlokas is dukulealma kviya bein dispa chabura bein delespa chabura mashma. Maybe everyone agrees that the mashma. So the word kaviya could be in either direction. It can mean a uh, kind of tsar that's accompanied by a wound or that's not accompanied by a wound. Vahacha 
the machlokas over here between Rebbe and Benazai is Bichlaluprat Hamruchakim Zemizakamiflagi that they're arguing about Klaluprat that are written in the Torah in the same parsha but at some distance from each other. Rebbe Savar ain't done also Bichlaluprat that we don't say that the Prat is coming to be Mefarish the Klal and uh, therefore the Klal only includes the dinim that are uh, enumerated in the Prat rather we darshan each the, the klal alone and the prat alone. So over here it says kviya first in the pasuk. That's the klal that implies any type of tsar that you cause a person, whether there's a chabura with it, whether there's no chabura with it, any kind of uh, of tsar. And then it says afterwards petzatachas petza, which has nothing to do with this drasha, because this whole drasha is about playing off kviya tachas kviya versus chabura tachas chabura. But there's another phrase right in between of petzatachas. Petza. So uh, that's not Shaykh to the Drosha at all. It only says Chabur Tachs Chabura, which is the Prat afterwards. And Chabur Tachs Chabura teaches me that you're only going to pay when, the, when there's an actual wound that accompanies the, uh, the pain. So since the Klal Prat are not written, they're not written one right after the other, there's a Hefsik in the middle, so we're not going to darshan as a Klal Prat that the Chabura is therefore being Mifaresh, the kind of Kviya, that you're only Chayiv on a, on a, on a Kviya that that has a chabura. Rather, you say, no, Yechayev on a kviya, and chabura cannot be uh, modifying the kviya because uh, it's too distant from it to be modifying it, and therefore you pay for tsar even when there's no chabura. But that even though there is an extra phrase in between them, we can still use the third phrase to modify the first phrase, even though the second phrase does not uh, does not play a role. And therefore, once it says chabura tachs chabura, I learn that you only pay for tsar when there's also a chabura, when there's also a wound that results from it. V'chitema chabura l'rebi lamali. Okay, but once Rebbe divorces chabura from kaviya, right, once he says, oh, there's a phrase in between them, and therefore I can't dash in the klal prat. So then what does chabura tachs chabura come to teach me? So the dummy miserim, it comes to teach me that even in a case where there's a kviya, where you're paying for tsar, if there's a chabura with it, you also pay for the nezek of the chabura. Without that, I would not have, uh, I would have learned from kviya that you only pay for tsar, whether there's a chabura or whether there's no chabura, that the only, uh, that, that, that the assessment of the payment is only based on the tsar and not based on the wound that accompanies it. Okay, so that is the machlokas ben Azay and Rebbe, three ways of understanding that, uh, that machlokas. Now the, the Mishnah had said that if uh, you cause a person tsar, even in a place that does not make a chabura. So, we try to figure out how much a person would be willing to get paid to experience that kind of tsar. So, uh, the, uh, the, the Gemara now explains how do we evaluate tsar when there's, uh, when there's also nezek aside from the tsar. So, tsar bimakum nezek shaminan. When there's also nezek that you have to pay for, you cut off a guy's hand or a guy's uh, foot where you're paying for the uh, value of the aver that you cut off, of the limb that you cut off. So how do you evaluate that uh, that payment? You already paid for the nezek, so uh, so so uh, it, w- once you paid for the hand, it's like your hand. You just cut it off. So how do you evaluate the tsar alone? So Ravud Shmuel says that we we make a, an assessment same way. You make an assessment. How much would a person be willing to take in order to be sovel the tsar of having his uh, his arm cut off? So the Gemara asks: Is uh, is is it possible that the assessment of the tsar is based on what you would take. But that's a, if someone were to be reimbursed or uh, to be 
paid in order to have his arm cut off, that's not only, you know, what, the, the, what he's taking into account when he's coming up with a figure is not only the tsar. By cutting off his arm, you have all five things. There's nezek, there's ripoy, there's sheves, there's boshes. And we have to, that, that, all of that would go into the, pay, to, to the evaluation. And also, are we talking about cr- like crazy people who would be masculine to such a thing? I mean, if someone would ask you, how much money would, uh, would, would, would it take? Uh, would you take from me for me to cut off your arm? No money in the world. What kind of crazy person? No one would take uh, would take money for such a thing. That's not so. Who, who? How would you even begin to make such an assessment? No, it must mean that we have to uh, assess how much a person would be willing to take to cut off his already cut off arm that's still attached to the body only with uh, a few strands. And it's not roi limalacha. It's not really able to do anything. All the nerve endings are, are, are off. Nothing is, uh, is it's, it's totally non-functional. So in such a way, uh, the, the, uh, the assessment is not going to include nezek or sheves because beinkach, he's not able to do any malacha. And he's uh, not worth any less because of it. So it's only on the tsar. So says Mark, but it's still boshes, meaning at least, uh, you know, when people see him, he looks like he has all of his limbs intact. So he doesn't have uh, the embarrassment of walking around as, uh, as an amputee, Rachman al-Tzlan. Because it's embarrassing. That, uh, that they're going to take his, uh, his basar, his flesh, and they can just throw it to the dogs and it's just uh, not a part of him at all anymore. So the Gemara explains um, a, another way how we could perhaps make this assessment. Let's say the person knows he has to lose his arm anyway. Meaning uh, the Malchus has already made a gzera that, if, uh, that, uh, that, that we're going to chop off his arm tomorrow unless you figure out a way to chop off your own arm, we're going to chop it off tomorrow. So, and there are more painful ways to do it and less painful ways to do it. So how the Melech was gozer that they're going to cut off uh, Ali Yidei Sam which doesn't have any uh, tsar at all and how much money would you pay for that person to, to, uh, to, to for, uh, how much money would that person take for the, if the Shliach HaMelech says, you know, it would be so much easier for me to just chop it straight with a, uh, with a, with a sword, so uh, how much would I have to pay you to just do that, to just chop it straight with a sword instead of using the, uh, the, tsa, the, the Sam? The, res- the, the net result is going to be the same, except for the Tsar. It's going to be a lot more pain. So that's an assessment of the payment. So Amri, they said, No, a person still would not take even a, an enormous amount of money to be Mitzar himself by having an arm cut off with a, with a sword. So another possibility, fourth possibility, that the Melech was Gozer, that they're going to use a sword to chop off his arm, which has a lot of tsar. So we uh, try to figure out how much money a person would be willing to pay for the less painful option. I mean, if he goes and negotiates with the Melech, that I know you're going to cut off my arm, and I know you're planning on the more painful option, how about uh, X number of dollars to, uh, to do the less painful option? So, but then you're not doing the assessment of lethal. We said, That's what it said in the Mishnah. But it's not what he's taking. It's how much would he be willing to give in order to, uh, in order to take the less painful option. So, that uh, what the Mishnah means is how much uh, a person would be willing to give in order not to have the greater tzad 
Tsar of having his arm cut off, and we take that from the Nizik, to, the, the Nizik takes that from the Mazik, Mashanas and Zeh, someone who, uh, whatever, someone who, who the Melech was Gozer on, uh, would, would be willing to give. Meaning, Enochinami, there is no guy that the Melech was Gozer on. We're just using that as a way of assessing. So when we say, Kama Adam Rotzelitol, we're saying Rotzel, that the, 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 the Nizik is taking from the Mazik the amount of money that a guy who would have his arm cut by the king would pay the king in order to have the less painful option. Okay, so that's how we do the assessment of Tsar. Uh, so uh, we had said in the Mishnah that, uh, that, that uh, if, uh, you have to continue giving him refuah, and then if it's alubot smachim, if it's because of the, the maka, you're chayiv, and if it's not because of the maka, it's pater. Then we said that if it gets better and then it gets worse again, um, you know, over and over again, you have to keep on, uh, on, on being merapehim. But if it got fully better, then you don't have, and then, then it gets worse again after it got fully better, then you don't have to be merapehim. So the Gemara brings a brisa that is machlokas about paying for sheves and ripui in the cases of our Mishnah where it comes back, where the wound returns. So Tan Rabbanan, the brisa teaches as follows: Someone uh, injures someone else, and uh, the maka gets better. Then alubot smachim, and then uh, you know uh, the, the, uh, the it, it starts to um, it, it starts to to, to, to have uh, a sores or it gets infected around the area of the maka. So machmasa maka if those tzmachim are because of the maka and therefore v'nistera and the hamaka and because of those tzmachim the maka comes back so raposa. So then you have to pay for the ripoy because it's all a result of that maka that this happened meaning you set this guy down a path where he now has health problems and those health problems keep returning because of what uh, well, because of the injury that was uh, that was caused to him so and uh, you also have to pay for the shevis the time that he's going to have to take off from work as a result of the second round of problems that he now has from the injury. But but if these sores are not a result of the Makkah, even though uh, the, the, uh, the, the, as a result of these sores, the old Makkah came back, but the sores themselves don't come from the Makkah, then then you don't have to pay for the refu of the Makkah, nor do you have to pay for the Sheves that the guy endures as a result of this second round. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yudah says, even when uh, the, uh, the, it came as a result of the Makkah, and that's why he got, he got sick, so you have to pay for the Rufuah, but... So Rebuda splits. He says, sometimes you're going to pay for the second round of Rufua, but you're not going to pay for the second round of Sheves. The and the Chama say, Shifto Urufuaso. The Torah compares, the Torah links Sheves and Rufua. It says, Rak Shifto Yitain, Virapo Yirape. So you see that Sheves and Rufua are, are, are linked together. Kol Shechayev Besheves, Chayev Beripui. So whenever you're paying for Sheves, you're going to pay for the Ripui. Vishenu Chayev Besheves, Enu Chayev if you're not going to pay for the Shabbos, you're not going to pay for the Ripoy. So therefore, if the Tzmachim come as a result of the Makkah, since you're putter from the, uh, from, from the, from the Shabbos, uh, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're going to be putter from the Ripoy as well. So what is the Machlokas Tanayim in this Brisa really about? Right? Meaning we have... Um, 
what happens if the sores come back as a result of the maka and then uh, then it causes uh, the the maka to uh, to return and we have machlokas whether we can split sheves from refua is there ever a case where you're going to pay one payment and not the other so what is the machlokas so I found that the rabbanim were sitting in the base medrash and they were explaining the machlokas as follows what they're arguing about is whether the guy who got in is allowed to dress the wound in a way that will protect him from suffering pain as a result of uh, the atmospheric conditions, if it's very cold outside or something like that, because uh, that, that will cause a certain amount of heat around the maka, and sometimes that itself, the, the dressing of the wound itself, will bring about sores. It will cause the sores to exist. So it's not the wound that caused the sores to come, but it's his own treatment of the wound, his own wanting to protect his his wound from uh, from further hurting him uh, that's going to cause the sores to come. So Rabbanat Savri, he has every right to do that and uh, therefore the Chovel is going to have to pay for whatever results, come, whatever whatever uh, suffering he has as a result of the fact that he dressed his wound. Rabbi Yudas Savar, Rabbi Yudas says, no, you you shouldn't uh, be so posheya. You have to suffer a little bit, and uh, you can't trust the wound in such a way where it's going to bring about these sore, these sores. And it's not the chovel's problem that you did that. So ripoy titanabekra, where it says ripoy twice in the pasuk, it says verapo yirape or double lashon. So mechayiv for that the chovel's going to have to pay because we learn from the double lashon of rapo yirape that even in a case where you would think you wouldn't have to pay, that you do have to pay. But sheves to lo tanabekra, but rak shifto yitain just as Shevis wants in the Pasuk, that you're not going to have to pay if, 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 if the, what you're paying for, or what you would be paying for, is the, uh, the sores that resulted from the guy dressing his wound. So, so this is what they were explaining in the base Medrash. So it says Rebbe, I said to the, to the people in the base Medrash, that, that if you are right, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you don't have the inherent right to dress your, uh, your wound, nami uh, then, uh, then you shouldn't have to pay the Dmei Ripoy either to the guy because he had no right to dress the wound and cause himself further, further harm. He should have just suffered a little bit from the atmospheric conditions uh, that, uh, that, that would have, uh, that would have uh, caused him pain, but uh, at least it wouldn't have further aggravated the injury. No, the way I'll explain it, uh, Rabbi himself explains the Machlokas, is that according to everybody, the Maka is nitna le'eged, you're allowed to dress the wound, but moderately, you're not allowed to do it in a way where you really fasten it tightly and it's, gonna, it's really likely to cause more sores. Since it's not nitna for this extra level of eged, so uh, where the Torah says rapo yirape in a double lashon, that you're going to be chayiv because the guy was allowed to address the wound. The fact that he did it in a way that was more uh, intense than he had to, it's not total pshia. He was allowed to do it in the first place. So where the Torah uses a double lashon, that's where you're going to have to pay. But Shevis, the lo but Shevis, where it didn't say it in the pasuk twice, it only said it once, lo Then you're not going to be chayiv when he went beyond what he was uh, entitled to do as far as dressing the wound. And the Rabbanon simply hold, well, whatever the rule is going to be by Ripoy, it's going to be by Shavas as well. So if the Torah has a double Lashon by Ripoy in order to tell me 
<laughs> that you chayiv to pay, so it must be that you chayiv to pay for Shabbos as well. Rabbi Yudas Savar Shabbos lo mechayiv the miat teirachmana. Then no, the chovel is not going to be chayiv for the Shabbos, even though we do have this link, this hekish between Shabbos and Ripoy, because the Torah has a special miut rak shifto yitain that it has a special miut with the word rak, and the word rak is always coming to be memait. So it's dafka coming to be memait. The sores that come about uh, because he was uh, he, he he tied the uh, the dressing around his wound extra tightly. The rabbanon will say no. Rak comes to tell me that if the uh, sores came about not as a result of the makkah, that you're not going to have to pay for that. That's what Rak is coming to exclude. And according to the chacham, the final chacham in the brisa, if you're going to tell me the dinam of Ripoy and the dinam of Shevis are going to be exactly the same, so why, why, why does uh, the Torah have a double lashon of, uh, of Ripoy? According to them, in a case where the Tzmachim come because of the Makkah, you're going to be Pater even from Ripoy. So what's the double expression of Ripoy for? So They use this Rapo Yirape to tell me probably the most famous Russian in all of Abakama. Tells me that a doctor has permission to heal, that there's Rashus for the Rofe to be Merape. The, imp- the implication is only Rashus, that if he, do- if he doesn't want to, uh, then, uh, then he doesn't have to. The Rambam in the Pirush Mishnais in the fourth paragraph of Saksan Dharam writes that it's a mitzvah and chiyuv ala Rofe, Lerapos Asachola. The Gemara in Sanhedrin Darshan's Vashevoselo, that part of the mitzvah of Shavas Aveda is Avedas Kufo, that if a person is losing their health and you have the ability to restore their health, that that's part of the mitzvah of Shavas Aveda. So the Rambam Ram understands that this is a uh, that this is a requirement mida uh, oraisa. The Ramban, there's a famous Ramban al Torah where he explains that uh, we don't say that nitna lechola rishos lehisrapos. It says it's nitna rishos lerofe lerapos. That it's the doctor's right to 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 provide the refuah, not necessarily the cholas inherent right. To receive the rufua, um, the chola uh, that's uh, he says it's only for a chola that's not may adas Hashem shechelkam b'chayim and is noig berufuos and and therefore the doctor should not prohibit him, himself from providing the rufua, um, not because of a chashash that the chola might die uh, from the rufua because he have to trust his expertise, nor from a chashash that Hakadosh Baruch Hu alone is the rofe kolbasar and therefore who am I to be merapeh? Him because once the person is knowing berufuos, so you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to treat him. What the Ramban is uh, saying is that if you have a person who lives on such a madriga of emuna where he doesn't uh, he's not knowing berufuos at all, he doesn't uh, go to doctors at all, he lives with absolute emuna. So then enochinami, then uh, then a doctor shouldn't treat him and he shouldn't uh, go to a doctor. But for normal people that uh, that are knowing berufuos that live life in uh, you know al pidarachateva in a normal way, so uh, so that. That's that's uh, that, that's Nita Rishos Lerofe Lerapos. The uh, the the Rambam in Pirush Mishnayis in the fourth paragraph of Pesachim writes that when it says Chizkiyahu Melech hid the Sefer Rufuos that Shlomo Melech wrote, um, that since he saw people were not Somech on Hakadosh Baruch Hu, they were Somech on the Rufua entirely. Uh, that's why he hid the Sefer Rufuos because there was there's this balance between the you know between Rufua and Amuna, and uh, he saw that the balance was going in the wrong direction. So the Rambam quotes people who say that that's what it means that he hid the Sefer Rufuos because he saw the people weren't trusting Hashem. They were all 
only trusting the refuah. The Ramam disagrees. He says, if that's the case, so when a person is uh, starving for bread, um, uh, so, you know, and 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 uh, uh, he uh, and and he he goes he goes out uh, to work to 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 find some food, and then he's uh, not hungry anymore because now he's able to provide for himself. So he didn't he didn't rely on a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and uh, you know, how could he do? What do you mean? There's no such uh, the, you know that that's that's what you're supposed to do. A person Hakadosh Baruch Hu provided you the opportunity to get food, meaning it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu that that enables you to work in order to be able to get food. So it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu that enables you access to Rafua. So uh, so there's a, you wouldn't hide any of the Rafuas. It's all part of what Hakadosh Baruch Hu is uh, is providing a person. I heard someone describe it recently. It's like that uh, the, a person is supposed to do ishtadlus as if he's an atheist, meaning his actions should be uh, you know the. The, the same actions that an atheist would uh, would take, but he should believe that all of it is coming from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Meaning, even as he's acting as if uh, as if he's, he's an atheist, but he should realize that everything is coming from uh, from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Okay, Tanurabanim that if sores come as a result of the Makkah, and therefore the Makkah returns, they have to pay for that second round of Rafua, and you have to pay for the second round of Sheves. So from the double Lashem, we learn that the Choval has to pay even for that second round, and we have a Hekish between Sheves and Ripoy to tell me that uh, if you're paying for the Ripoy, you're paying for the Sheves. So I might think that even sores that come back not as a result of the Makkah that the Choval has to pay for the Shevis and the Ripoy, Tamaloma, Rak, that's why it says Rak, Shifto Yitain, that it's coming to be Mimait, that it's only if it's Machmasamaka. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Af Machmasamaka Potter, that even if the source came Machmasamaka, and therefore the Makkah returns, the Choval is still Potter, Shnema Rak, because it says Rak, Shifto Yitain, and it's coming to tell me that you're not Chayiv in Shevis that's caused because of sores that came uh, uh, that came about after the, the Makkah, even if it's Mach. So the Gemara doesn't explain, the Bryce doesn't explain uh, the sheet of Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda as far as Ripui. So uh, the, the, therefore it left it open to Machlokas. Some say that when he said that even if the Tzmachim come back because of the Makkah, you're putter entirely, uh, even from the Ripui, like the Rabban Basrai, like the last Chachamim in the Brisa, who hold that uh, there's this absolute Hekesh between Ripui and Sheves, and if you're putter from the Sheves, you must be putter from the Ripui. Vikadamri and others say no. Af Machmasamaka putter. Mishavas, but v'chayev b'ripoi, you can be put from the shavas, but he's still v'chayev in the ripoi. Keman kavua, and then who is he holding like? He's holding like his father, Rabbi Yehuda, who said in the previous brisa that v'chayev in the demei ripoi. So Rabbi Yosi bar Yehuda is following his family shita. He's following the shita of his father, Rabbi Yehuda. So now the Gemara explains the brisa. Amar mar. So we had said in the brisa, yachal afilu shalom machmasamaka. You might have thought that even if the if the sores come about not because of the makkah, they have to pay the shavas. The Rebbe Tamalomar Rock. That's why it says Rock Shifto Yitain to tell me that <laughs> to exclude a case. <clears throat> Where the sores come, not machmas hamaka, then in such a case you're going to be potter. So ask the Gemara, shalom machmas hamaka, uh, in the case where it's shalom machmas hamaka, so by I need a pasuk to tell me that the chovel doesn't have to pay for the repo in the shavas. 
he didn't cause it. Meaning, uh, I'm gonna have to pay for you know, uh, I, I, I one time uh, you know cut you cut your finger, so now I'm gonna have to pay for your heart condition. What, uh, what I'm gonna have to pay for every uh, every every problem you have in your health in the in the future. So I need a pasuk tell me that you're potter. So I'm my hamaka. What does it mean when we say shalom hamaka? Kid detanya, based on the following price. Let's say the guy who uh, was uh, who was the victim uh, didn't follow doctor's instructions. He ate certain foods that the doctor said was going to harm the healing process. It makes the wound much worse. And because of that, so the Gurgasni came on his mind. The Gemara will explain what Gurgasni is in a moment. Uh, came on his maka. So so you might think, yeah, but those foods would not have harmed him had he not had this injury. This was part of his recuperation from the injury that it's, uh, that that he was only limited from eating such foods in the first place. So Tamaloma rak. That's why I need the word rak to tell me that you don't have to pay for such things. My gurgosni. What is gargusni? So It's a dead flesh. So Maya say, and how is it healed? So uh, the uh, ingredients to heal it are all of the kira vikalba. It's some type of uh, of of uh, herb and uh, and wax and uh, some sort of sap from uh, from a tree. Fine. So that's what you use to heal it. So the Gemara discusses. The e amarle. What if instead of just doing the normal rafua, the uh, the the the, uh, the the guy who caused the injury happens to be a doctor? So he says asyachana. Rather than me pay, this is my job, right? Meaning you get into a car accident with somebody, and the guy who hits you from behind says, you know, rather than go to a shop, I, I'm an auto, um, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm a body uh, shop guy. I could do it. I'll uh, I'll do it myself. So the guy injures you. He says, yeah, yeah, but I'm a doctor. I'll heal you. So I'm lay. No, you are the problem. You are the one that damaged me. So I'm not going to look at you as my healer. Meaning you have to have a certain amount of trust in your uh, in your doctor, and I do not have that. So So he says, I'll bring you a doctor that will do it for free. A doctor who does things for free is worth what he, what he charges. I'll bring you a doctor from very far away. Yeah, he can knock out my eye, and he'll never have to suffer the consequence for it because he'll be somewhere else. And if the victim says, you know, just give me the money, I'll take care of it. So you, you were Poshea in your own uh, your own Rafua, so uh, or you might be Poshea in your Rafua, and you're going to end up taking more than you need. So Yamalei Kotsli Mekats, if he says, okay, set me an amount for the Rafua, and just give me the money instead of the Rafua, then you're really just going to uh, to be Poshea in yourself. You're going to just keep the injury, and then everyone's going to know that you're always injured, because what I did to you, I want to make sure that you get fixed, and that you don't just pocket the money. So that all the payments are made even when there's nezek payment being made as well. So that you pay tsar even when there's nezek. So but we already used to tell me that uh, even if you uh, damage b'shogeg that you pay that onus karatzam even if you damage b'onus you're going to pay im yeah but if that were the case nichtov kra petza bipetza my petza tachas petza so shvaminatarti so there's another drasha that could be made not only that you pay for shogeg and onus but even for tsar b'makom nezek rav papa mishmed rava amar amar krav rapo yirape litein rufua b'makom nezek rapo yirape tells me that you pay rufua even when you're also paying nezek well hanvayilchadan barayvishvald zandabir 
No, we already used that double expression to teach me that a doctor is allowed to heal. If that's all it was telling, then it should have said From the fact that it says so you see that you pay refuah even when you're paying nezek. But we still need for the drasha that we uh, that we made earlier. The that the pasuk has to use the double lashon to tell me that if uh, the tzmachim came back, they have to pay all the drushes we just made in Amad Aleph. Same Cain, Lemakra. Yeah, but if those were the drushes, then the pasuk could have said, "Oh, rapo, rapo, oh, yirape, yirape." It could have repeated the same word twice. My verapo yirape, shemamina liten refuah b'makom nezek to tell me that you pay refuah even when you're already paying nezek. Mechal the meshkachs lushlob b'makom nezek. The implication is that all of these payments could sometimes exist. Absent any nezek, where do all these things happen? Absent any nezek, so tsar kidiktani. We already discussed tsar tsar kaval b'shvodo b'mispar v'afilat siporno makom shenos chabura, where you you burn the guy on his fingernail where it doesn't leave any mark, but uh, but it caused him a lot of pain. Ripoi, where do you ever have to pay refua where you didn't cause any nezek? Davakayv lemidi that a person had some sort of a pain, v'salik and the, uh, the and it got healed. V'aisile samacharifa and the chaval bring. Is a very uh, sharp uh, type of uh, medicine, and he puts it on the makkah, and it causes the flesh in the area to turn all white and look like it has saras. So now, so now he needs more medicine just to, to, uh, to, to counteract the effects of the first medicine. Now, a lot of times you have medications like that, that the whole purpose of the medication is to counteract the effects of another medication that you're giving. So that's how you can have rufua without any, uh, without any nezek. Sheves, the hadkebid Shevis is you just lock a guy up and you don't let him work. So you didn't cause him any nezek, you just didn't allow him to work. Boshes directly bape. And how do you have Boshes where you didn't harm him? You just embarrassed the guy. You spit in his face. So you didn't harm him, but it caused him great embarrassment. Shevis So we said, how do we assess Shevis? We view him as if he's a Shomer Kishuin, and that's what you pay for. So Tanaban Shevis Vim Tomar Hadin. That is patently unfair. Uh, when he gets better, he's not going to go become a Shomer Kishuim. He's going to. Uh, he's going to be a water carrier. I don't know why that's a... Inami, uh, I don't know why the Gemara doesn't come up with jobs that involve using the brain, right? Meaning it's all, it's all um, physical uh, labor. I guess that's what Jews typically did. Inami, azul b'shliach v'shakalagra, or he'll be, a, he'll be a, a courier, and he'll get payment for that, or, you know, get payment for that, you know, which is a lot more than a shomer kishum. So, says Gemara, midas didin lo laksa. There's nothing unfair about it. He's already been compensated for that because they paid him the value of his yad or the value of his regal, which is that. So uh, now they only have to pay the shavas of a shomer kishun. Amar of yado no sin lo dmei yado. If they cut off the guy's head, then you pay for the dmei yado. V'sheves ro'un lo sekilu shomer kishun. As far as sheves is concerned, you pay you pay him as a shomer kishun. Shivas raglo no sin lo dmei raglo. If you broke his leg, you pay for the value of the leg. V'sheves <laughs> and as far as the Sheves, you view him as if he's a Shomer as a Pesach who doesn't have to go anywhere, and uh, that's uh, that, that's what he would uh, that's what he, he would be equipped to do. Simeas Eno, if you had blinded the guy, no sinlo Eno, then you pay for the value of his eye. And the Sheves, Matchino the avoda that a blind man is able to do is that he's able to grind uh, at the uh, at the mill, so you pay him for that. Chershov, if you made him deaf, no sinlo kulo, then you have to 
pay the uh, the entire. Uh, you can't do any malacha, so you have to pay uh, the entire tashlum anezek. You have to pay. You have to pay it in its entirety. You can't start cheshbening in. Um, you know what what. Um, what job he's going to be able to do? So by Rav Katas Yadav Lam Duhu V'Shibras Ragel Lam Du Simasein Lam Du L'Besov Chirsho Mahu. What if he was injured a second time and the second time he became a Chayrish? So, you, but you never assessed the first uh, the first time where you you did not make him entirely disabled. Mi Amrin Kivin Lam Du B'Chadum Dun Asagile Yavleid Meikuli Ba'Adi Adadi Odil Machad Chada Adin Viavinale. Do we go make two separate assessments in piecemeal? Do we do it all? At one time, so uh, so the, the Gemara explains what the chilik is between those two ways of uh, of evaluating. Nafkamina by lemesavle tsar boshes to call. You know, we're not going to be able to get through this. So from tomorrow, we'll pick up with the Bayu Rava again uh, at the beginning of the year tomorrow. Everyone have a great day and a good Shabbos. Have a nice one and a good Shabbos. Okay. <coughs> yeah, good Shabbos.